Hey y'all, we're Brandon and Megan Giggling, and we give real talk and real solutions to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. Whether you are on step one or years into your own personal growth journey, we've got the tools you need to level up. So if you want to stop making excuses, start taking action, and grow into the person you are meant to be, then pop in your headphones and let's do this. You ready? This is the Fools in Love Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Fools in Love podcast with Brandon and Megan, and it's been a little bit of a while here. It's been a while. We're starting out today on a serious topic because I'm going to come clean about something. I'm depressed. I've been depressed. I've been living with depression, and I'm getting a little choked up even as talking about it because I feel like it was something that I couldn't share even with you. I wasn't comfortable sharing it with you because to be honest, I wasn't even comfortable admitting it to myself. And so literally it's something that we've been dealing with. So if you've been following us for a while, you see we've kind of fallen off the radar and that's for a reason. Again, I mean, I it's it feels difficult for me to even start because I feel like it's something I struggled to share with with any amount of people, let alone ever thinking I was going to share it with y'all on the podcast world or with the world. And yeah, I mean, I, I think it, we came up around the point in January. I mean, believe it or not, in January, we celebrated three years of podcasting. I mean, three years of podcasting. Like consistent podcasting. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, most people don't make it past like five or 10 episodes. So to make it three years over 150 episodes, it's it's pretty incredible. And, and it's something that kind of made me reflect even more about where I was at because where I should have felt happy, excited, and kind of patting ourselves on the back for making that accomplishment and honestly that dream of ours a reality I didn't feel that way I actually found myself feeling burnt out depressed exhausted more than I've ever been in my entire life and if I'm being real and I think a lot of us can be can hopefully a lot of you can come around this idea but the the, the world's hard and I found myself in a place I'm currently in that place. I'm working through these things, but the world has worn me down to the point where I realized I needed something to change. I couldn't keep up with the pace we were at. I couldn't keep up doing the things we were at. But I'll be honest, as I tried to pull back, it became more difficult because I fell into a never-ending guilt and shame cycle because as I pulled back, internally, I knew all the things that I had taught myself and all the things that had helped me get through difficult times. And it's just to push through, to keep doing it. And the more I didn't do it, and the more I tried to pull back, the more my inner voice was telling me, no, you need to continue to do it. And then the more I stepped away, the more it continued to come stronger and stronger that I'm not doing the things that I need to do, that I'm a hypocrite, that I'm, I'm not practicing what I preach. And there was a lot of just negativity in my life, which further led to being more depressed. Right. Like you were backing away 
to get some relief from your mental health struggles and all you all you were doing was almost exacerbating the same issue like it wasn't helping you it was almost hurting you in the beginning oh oh entirely and and, and it and I didn't want to share it with people because I had that guilt and shame which is why I think that's such an important piece to this because I think so many of us, of us are struggling with it if we can be honest together here mm-hmm. safe space <laughs> yeah. but I think most of us are struggling with it it's like the unspoken thing that we know people are struggling with. We know, I mean, you go out into the world and you know that people are miserable, that people are having trouble. I mean, they're fighting in traffic. They're fighting in the store line. They're angry about everything. And you don't want to believe that that can happen to you. And the longer I didn't even share it with you and I didn't even believe it for myself, the worse I was getting. It was like the longer I went on thinking it couldn't possibly be a possibility that I could be depressed or anxious, or worried, the longer it took me to even allow myself to begin the healing process. Mm-hmm. You said something about how everybody right now is kind of in this possibility, right? Where like we can feel pretty down. We can feel, we can see around the world that people are angry, people are stressed. But the interesting part about depression is that you can also be depressed and nobody can know it. Like you, you struggled with it. I didn't even like you weren't even sharing it with me and you didn't walk around crying. You didn't walk around shouting at us. You didn't walk around angry or upset. I mean, obviously there were times that it was hard that there were times when you were a little bit angrier, but not like out of the usual. I mean, it was, you know, people fight, couples fight. You have reactions to your children all within the normal realm. It wasn't like I was thinking, geez, he seems angrier than normal. He's probably depressed. Like your face was normal. Your life was normal. The actions you had were normal. You weren't walking around a sobbing mess. Nothing was wrong. And I think that's part of the challenging thing about depression Depression and anxiety is you may not see it. We think that you will see it. We think that depression is somebody wallowing in bed all day, not functioning. And yes, that can be true, but you can also be a perfectly functioning depressed or anxious person. And I just wanted to mention that here because I think that part of that struggle for you was like, well, I am functioning. I, I'm doing my best work. I'm doing all these things. I'm keeping up with my family. I'm keeping up with my job. All of these things are okay. So therefore, if all of that's true, I don't deserve to be depressed. It wouldn't make sense for me depressed. I, for me to be depressed, I can't be depressed. And that just simply wasn't true. Yeah. And I, I shared it on here before, but I've struggled with it for a long time of, and I've talked to y'all about this, but needing to be the person who has it all figured out. And I know, by the way, how toxic that is. Like you can't be the person that has it all figured out. But because of my personality and because I'm a fixer by nature, I want to be that person for everybody else. I want to be that person that people can lean on, that people can tell their stories to that people can share things with and I can give them the advice and I can help them fix that and I can help them get better. And that's like my goal at the start of this podcast is just like to help people be better, to try to share my own struggles. But you see the cycle here, y'all. By not fully giving you the full picture of my struggles, and by no means do I want this to be a sob session for me. I want it to be a reality session for all of us about vulnerability and the need to be open. Because because I wanted to be that person and be that strong person and play that character that I'd built up so strongly over the years that everyone expected me to be, then I couldn't let them see any cracks or crumbles because then what if they thought less of me? 
what if they didn't come to me when they needed something? What if they thought that I couldn't handle it so they didn't want to share with me anymore? These were all like real rational thoughts that I had and I was I had to really sit with that and be like, right, but then people are looking at me thinking I'm the smiling face on the camera and that I'm a smiling person on this podcast or in real life and they don't have any idea that I'm struggling with this internally because like you said, Meg, I just pushed it down. It wasn't that it wasn't there. It's just because I became so comfortable with how uncomfortable I was and how I could just press it down and forget about it that it was like I could just get by and I can function. It's called functioning depression. I could get by. I can still get out of bed in the morning. I can still smile and laugh. I can still go to my job. But underlying, there's some big problems. And what I came to leading into the end of last year into this year is I just couldn't fight it anymore. I just, I didn't have the energy to keep up the act anymore. And I think a lot of people even listening to this that know me personally will be a little bit shocked that I'm even sharing this because I've shared it with a select few people. And see, I don't think everyone has to live life wide open and share everything. But because we have this platform, because I know the value that our vulnerability can have on the world, on y'all, I'm willing to share. But you at least need to find people, if you're feeling this way, to share it with. Like I said, I opened up to a couple people that I knew I could share it with. And by the way, another thing that I got to learn while I was sharing that is that you get to decide how you want that person to act with you. You get to set the parameters. Like I'm telling you this and I don't want you to pity me because that was another fear that comes up in my mind. Like I just don't want people to be checking in on me all the time, shooting me a DM, shooting me a text. Like, hey, how are you doing? I hope you're doing well. You know, I hope. And, And it's like you don't want the pity, especially when you're someone like me. When you have the personality of a fixer like me, I want to fix that for you. I don't want you to think that for me. Because the craziest thing is, if anyone came to me and said, I needed help, if Meg, if you came to me and said, I need help, I'd be like, okay, great. Yeah, we'll get you help. I can help you. What do you need? And I would jump right in. But I didn't allow myself to be that way. And I don't know if that's a, a man thing or that's a me thing. I, I don't. I don't know if that's an everything. Maybe you could speak to that. But I felt like... I couldn't ask for help because that lessens my worth. That lessens me as a person because I need to ask for help. And I get y'all how silly that sounds maybe to some of you. Yeah. I think that not being able to ask for help is really common. Actually. I think that most of us struggle to ask for help because it, like you said, it does reveal a perceived weakness. It reveals that we can't do it all. And that's a scary thing because in today's world, we are expected to do it all and be it all. So are you, is that unique to you? No, but you might've processed it a little more deeply than some people do. But you had said that you had only shared it with a select few. And one of those fears that you were having was that they would check in on you too much, that they would be too invested in the outcome of the situation and essentially over, overdo the check-ins and the love. What are some other reasons you think that maybe it took you so long to even admit to me or to the people that you did admit to what was holding you back other than just that, please don't check in on me too often thing? Well, I think it's it's the check-ins. It's what I already mentioned with the worth, like my worthiness as a person. And that's a topic we'll get into later, but my worthiness as a person. And also, more importantly, probably, that everyone else is dealing with struggles. That everyone else 
is burdened, that everyone else is in this world, you know, going through similar or different complete things than me. And I don't want to burden them. I don't want to give them another worry. Right. I don't want to give them more to worry about. I don't want to add more to their plate. Like they're busy. They don't have time to talk to me. They don't have time to deal with my problems. And it's like, again, I'm trying to hold them on myself. And also, by the way, if you didn't hear it there, I'm preconceiving how that person can handle it. I'm preconceiving how they're going to respond and that they don't have the time for me. But it's like, if you had people around you that you were closest to and they were struggling with something, would you want them to share? Of course you would. And I was asked that same question, like, if your wife was feeling this way, if your kids, more importantly, were feeling this way, what would you want them to do? Would you want them to sit with it and press it down and be depressed and not tell anyone because they don't want to worry you and they don't want to bother you? Or would you rather them be open and honest and help you carry some of the burden? And obviously, you all know the answer. If it was your own kids or someone else, you could do that and see... My issue was I could answer that with a straight face, but I had a lot of trouble with myself identifying that, but that was a big concern that I had. And one of the things, honestly, that uh, Megan said for me, I hope you don't mind me sharing, but she said, when when I admitted this to her first, she said, you know, I'm, (laughs) she said, you know, I'm way stronger than you are giving me credit for. I can handle way more than you're giving me credit for. And you don't have to shield me from those things. She appreciated it, trust me, but I don't have to do that. And wow, did that let some weight off my shoulders to know that I don't have to shield her from it, that she's able to carry some of the load. And, And that's the thing. You get to control, one, how you tell someone, two, how you'd like them to respond. You can tell them that. And what you're sharing. And three, what you're actually sharing with them. You get to control all of that because with the few people that I've shared with, I've shared most of the story, but I don't have to share my whole life story and all the things to know that I need help. Yeah. And when you did come to me, I was relieved almost to understand that you finally understood that you could come to me. I don't need to be a protected little wife. I need to be your partner and I can't fully be your partner If you don't talk to me about the things that matter, like I don't care about the weather or the sports game. I need to know about you, Brandon, personally. Mm -hmm. So it was almost like another level of trust that you put in me, which is really brave and really good that you did, because now we have an opportunity to grow even more Mm -hmm. and grow together. Well, and I realized too, and this is really important, y'all, that it's strong, not weak to share how you're truly feeling. I mean, sure, you could say it's strong to carry all of it by yourself and that you're going to you know, just press it down and get through and be that person for other people. And you might feel like it's weak to share some vulnerability with someone else, but it's not. I mean, you think about in the world, what can you do in this world without the help of someone else? Basically nothing. I mean, you need other people. You need to rely on other people. No matter what level you go, you need to rely on other people in some way, shape, or form. You can't do it all by yourself. And so by trying to do it all by yourself, you're fighting a losing battle. And again, y'all, I think it's, it's if, if you take nothing else from this episode, you take this, it's so much stronger 
to ask someone for help and to be vulnerable than it is to pretend like everything's okay. Because if you want to think about what I did, what my inner voice told me about being a hypocrite, that's hypocritical. By not sharing how things truly are, that's being a hypocrite. You're pretending like everything is okay when it's not okay. It's way easier or it's way better to actually share it with people. And I'm going to be honest. I was afraid. I was very afraid to share it, even with the select people I knew, even though I wasn't even really afraid of how they would react. And you know what I was met with? None of the stuff my negative voice said that would happen, by the way. I got so much appreciation for just being open on where I was at. I also got a lot of people saying they share the same struggles. They had the same experience, even if they're not currently battling it, that it's something that they continue to to share. And honestly, people shared with me more than I thought they would about themselves because it opened a dialogue and a level of communication and comfort because when you open up, it allows other people to open up as well. Which is funny because you knew that in theory and then you just weren't able to turn that around for your own personal use. I think one of the most important things we can do is just to break the stigma of depression and anxiety. So many people, if you look at the statistics, especially since COVID, people are dealing with depression more and more, and they're not dealing with it. They're not open about it because the world has a stigma about it. The world isn't open about it. The world won't share. And so... People, you know, you ask people how they are and they're like, I'm great. I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. But what's really behind those words? And if you're not willing to be open and tell someone, then you're going to be a lot where I was depressed, anxious, and burned out and feeling like you're worthless. The other piece of advice I'll give for people who are listening, maybe you're thinking, well, this isn't me. You know, I'm not depressed right now. I'm just a little bit down. I'm just, or things are going great right now. Let me tell you from experience, it'll come. And I don't mean to say that to say it's to be negative. I say it because through experience, I know there will be a season that will come. And when it does, I hope that you'll have the strength and I hope that you'll lean into the idea that other people can help. Don't fall into the trap that I did where you let pride keep you from asking for help. Like I should be capable. I should be able to handle this. I am handling this. I, I, it, this is fine in trying to ignore and divert and look away and press down. And when I look back to that, it's, it's literally pride because I want someone to think something of me. And that's important, more important to me than how I'm actually feeling. And that's never a place that you should be in. Your worth is not determined by other people. That was really deep. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really follow that up. <laughs> So y'all, I'm depressed. I said it here. I hope this will allow some of you to be more more vulnerable. I hope this will allow some of you to think a little bit more about, is that just like a nagging struggle you're having or is there something else going on? And no matter what, is it worth being vulnerable enough to ask someone else to communicate with someone just to be open about where you're at and what you actually need? Because the more you avoid it and the more you press it down, the longer it'll take you to get to a resolution and to heal. We'll see you all next week. Thank you all so much for listening. 
Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you want to be our BFFs, leave us a review. It helps more people find the show and allows us to share our message with the world. We love y'all.